Hello there. Oh, hear the sound of the bells and the lower corn. Ain't no place on each hill when the war's on. Blood pussy when the doors put their paws on. You gon' tell them that they go a little bit of doors on. Put them on the battlefield, it's really quick. And ignorant niggas just tryna miss what I said. Uh -huh. Command's a bitch, you put a purse on it. Get a wild nigga throw a red dust on it. I'm the general, I can be worth something. My soldiers is ready to put a black dust on them. Bring them to the wake, put them in the rocky and the dome. Welcome to episode 16 of the Down Under Funder Cast, podcast where we talk about podcasts and other current events and we practice the art of talking A-grade, complete and utter, reindeer bullshit. I'm your host Jay and welcome everyone to all two people who listen to this. <laughs> On this very festive week we have. Today is the 23rd of December on a very wet and overcast day in Melbourne. And yeah, and on the topic of festivities, I would like to off the bat wish you all a very Merry Christmas or very Happy Hanukkah or whatever festive event you celebrate at this time. Now... A couple episodes ago, I mentioned that I hate Christmas. I don't. It's not for me. I think you should celebrate the people you care about and all you're thankful for every day. As I've mentioned on other pods, I didn't grow up with the greatest life, so I'm thankful every day I wake up and I'm able to open my eyes and get out of bed. But this year, I'm trying to be a little bit more festive. I'm... Tomorrow for Christmas Eve, I'm doing a bunch of cooking, you know, a bunch of desserts and stuff for Christmas dinner and for a staff party I'm having, you know, you know a lot of sticky date pudding, panna cottas, stuff like that, stuff I know I can do well and easily. So yeah, if you're listening to this, this year, if you hate Christmas like I do, try and put an ounce of effort into it. Don't do what I usually do and just go buy everyone $20 gift cards to some fucking super chain. Put a little bit of effort into it. Love the people around you. So, to follow up on last week's news about Cyberpunk, there is a little bit to follow up and a funny story that I had to I had to share about on the pod. Um, so it's been pulled from the PlayStation Network, or PlayStation Store. Refunds are being given to anyone who wants them, whether it's PlayStation or Xbox. Um, I'm not entirely sure about retailers, like uh, that scummy piece of shit place you might have heard of, it's called EB Games in Australia. I'm not sure if they are giving refunds, I don't see why not, but I know people who are wanting to buy the game are being cautioned that it runs like shit. So, the reason this is news is this is this doesn't happen <laughs> this doesn't happen to AAA games it very rarely happens to indie games you have to be a really bad game for this to happen and this is also PlayStation really swinging their dick around going you know putting their foot down saying people companies 
game developers, they can't produce this shit anymore. It's just not on. So, Cyberpunk may be remembered for d- decades and decades to come, not just for the fact that they released a broken, poorly made, half-finished game. They may also remember because it may put the fire up certain game developers to make sure they don't release a Cyberpunk or a No Man's Sky or a Fallout 76 or these kind of games. So yeah. Um, and the other big news, the other new, the other story that I ran across, and this is courtesy of a uh, young Englishman named Jim Sterling. You may have heard of him if you're big on the gaming world side of things. Um, apparently... When the game got released, a game journalist gave the game a 9 out of 10. Which, considering everything I spoke about this week and just before, is shocking. But that's a conversation for another day where we can talk about how game journalism is completely and utterly fucked. And it's almost as bad as the actual media... Well, no, actually, I lied. It's parallel to the media we have in this world. But, the reason... She gave it a 9 out of 10. And she also, in her um, article, said that a lot of the strobe lights and the flashing effects gave her a seizure. So, the people that were so adamant on defending this game that they love and, you know, loves them back, some sort of twisted Stockholm Syndrome relationship, decided to send her on Twitter a bunch of videos that caused seizures. (laughs) Just, Just think about that for a second. You rated the game in a very biased fashion, and then the people who love the game then proceeded to send you a video that could give you a seizure, which is, I'm pretty sure, technically against the law. <laughs> it's an act of violence. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine opening up your inbox and seeing 50 videos of someone giving you a fucking. bunch of fucking hypnotic, fucking flashing fucking lights. People are funny. <laughs> that's one way of putting it. So, that's really, that's gaming for today done. If you don't want to hear about games, that's it. We are going to touch on a lot of current events that sort of interlude with podcasts, that intertwine. But before we get to that, there is one mainly podcasting thing that I want to talk about. And that is The Guardian, the newspaper. Um, they released an article last week that the uh, heading was podcasts are becoming the new medium for misinformation and whose face do you think they plastered on the front of that article dun, 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 dun. Oh, did you guess Joe Rogan you are correct yes Joe Rogan is apparently the king of misinformation coming from a, a news organization that is notorious for misinformation. You know, it's probably easy to name the news places that don't release misinformation or have a skewed gender. Look at anything the Murdoch press releases. But the thing is, and it's a half-truth. It, it's a, it's the pot call on the kettle black sort of thing. But I think we all, myself included, or you listen to this podcast, or your girlfriend who enjoys listening to her podcast, we really need to start thinking about where we get information from. 
and where that information is coming from from them and who is saying the information that we are taking. For example, after 16 episodes of this podcast, you can probably tell my sort of podcast. It's not overly educational from a, from a you know, a mainstream media source or even an academic source. It's a lot of comedy. It's a lot of sports, you know, stuff like that. A bit of gaming news in between. That's sort of what my podcasting genre is. If I listen to a podcast with, for example, Lewis J. Goodman, there are certain things he's going to say on certain topics that I'm going to hold more weight to. For example, he talks about MMA, and we're going to talk a fair bit about MMA today in boxing. I'm going to take that with a lot more weight than if he was to talk about economic and social issues or financial issues. Not because he's not, he doesn't have a mind for it, but I know that's not his, that's not his, uh, it's not his, it's not in his wheelhouse per se. He's very good at making it into a joke, but it's not his wheelhouse. Do I listen to someone like Joe Rogan on these topics? Mm, sort of, but I'm more listening to the guests he has talking about the topics that he's talking about. So when you listen to a podcast, think about who's giving you that information. Whether it's a comedian, an intellect, a teen, you know, a teenager who plays video games for a living, or even me. Personally, if you're listening to this and you're fucking using this for your like your fucking to get smarter there you go that's exactly why you shouldn't this is just a podcast where I tell you you should listen to some podcasts and some other shit that interests me it's all fun you know maybe I tell you something you've never heard you haven't heard and you're like oh that's cool go and look it up go and do an ounce of research on it and be like oh yeah he was telling the truth oh yeah he was talking complete and utter bullshit that's the reason I say at the start, this is a podcast about talking complete and utter bullshit. Alright, I, I never went to Harvard or Yale or Stanford. <coughs> I barely completed year 12. So, yeah. The Guardian's onto something, but maybe the Guardian shouldn't be saying it. So, yeah. Okay, speaking of, as I just said, we're going to talk a fair bit about MMA. Jake Paul and, uh, what's the other one? The, the lanky one. Fucking Logan Paul. Have been making big waves in the combat sports arena. Obviously, Jake Paul knocked out Nate Robinson in spectacular fashion. You've got to give him that. And he has turned that... He has turned that up to fucking 11. He called out Connor on Twitter on a video that is, you know, it is what it is. You've probably all seen it. Logan Paul's going to fight Mayweather in an exhibition, apparently. Um, and then on Brendan Sharp's, and we're going to get to Brendan Sharp, on Brendan Sharp's Food Truck Diaries, Jake ambushed Connor's coach, Dylan Dennis, who I believe has got a 2-0 record in Bellator. 
and through water balloons at him. Like a bitch. <laughs> and then as soon as Dylan got to the truck that he was on the back of, he drove off. And then obviously, fucking, it's pretty nutty. Like, to, it, I don't even know where to begin with all this. It's, I never thought I would see it in my life. So yeah, all that's happened. I'm sure there's a bits of bits and other pieces of stuff that's happened. But the thing is, this is fucking bad for mixed martial arts. But it's good for boxing. And I'll explain to you why. Because boxing needs this. Mixed martial arts doesn't. <clears throat> on the pantheon, on the on the on the pyramid of what combat sport is better. Over the last ten years, mixed martial arts has tripled, doubled, quadrupled, ten times the size and popularity of boxing. Boxing, you know, besides uh, maybe five fighters, Fury, Wilder, uh, fucking Anthony, what's his name? Fucking Joshua Anthony, uh, Triple Triple G. That's it. Mayweather technically, but Mayweather's retired technically, even though he's going to fight Logan Paul. Um, boxing's in the dumps, <laughs> and we're going to get to why it's in the dumps for the next thing. But boxing needs this, and. More power to the Paul brothers, you know. I don't have a problem with them, per se. They're not my cup of tea. And if they want to do that in boxing, by all means, do that. Fight fucking Mayweather. Fight retired guys like Michael Bisping. Give Michael Bisping a payday. But you're going to call out Conor McGregor. Probably, easily, the biggest star in mixed martial arts at the moment. One, he ain't taking that fight. He ain't. He, no hope. You could you, you could sit there with a fucking fake check of fucking, what was it? Was it, it was 50 million. You can sit there, he's not taking that fight. Not because he couldn't beat the fuck out of you. That's the problem. He would beat the fuck out of you. But in a fight, we've all got to punch his chance. You, you land one hit, and Connor's value goes to zero. And Jake Paul becomes the luckiest bloke in the world. And, you know, and we'll never hear the end of it. As for Logan, well, you know, KSI beat him already. I don't know why KSI isn't getting the fight with Mayweather, but Logan's a bigger name. You know, they're influencers. They, they bring their own audience to it. You know, what is, I don't even know how many subscribers they got. I think it's in somewhere in 50 million, 75 million. Even if 10% of those people buy the pay per view, it's a lot. As a matter of fact, it worked out to be about 5 to 7 million. It's a big pay per view, it's a big payday. 
But yeah, and I can tell you right now, Dana White's never gonna let an influencer, a YouTuber, fight a UFC fighter because it just hurts him. You make sure you might make two, three, four million dollars, and the fighter might get a massive payday. But if he loses, well, he's now worthless. So yeah. Speaking of worthless. And I really, and I feel bad saying that, but it's sort of the truth. Uh, last week, there was another exhibition boxing match that happened. Between, see, it's starting to catch on in boxing. This whole exhibition, letting someone who's not a fighter fight a fighter, it's, you know, it's becoming a big thing. And it's sort of been a thing for a while. You know, if you want to go back further enough, you've got... Uh, you had Muhammad Ali versus Antonio Inoki in Japan. You know, that was essentially MMA versus boxing. Inoki was a wrestler, to be granted, but he was also a, an accomplished MMA fighter. And there's a whole story of that that's really interesting that you look into, but I'm not going to butcher it. Anyway. So, Mark Hunt. Accomplished UFC fighter and pride legend fought Paul Gallen, who is how do you put Paul Gallen? He's a pretty big rugby player, and by pretty big I mean, you know, he's probably one of the best forwards of the last twenty years. Paul Gallen won. <laughs> By decision, and you know, Hunt's camp has come out and said they were robbed. But Mark Hunt should be going out there and sleeping Paul Gallon. You know, before we had Rob Whitaker, before we had uh, Style Bender, Mark Hunt was the most accomplished Australian mixed martial artist or trans Tasman mixed martial artist. Sorry, I always think Kiwis and Australians are all the same was the most accomplished trans-Tasman athlete we had in combat sports. And second would probably be John Way Park. And he lost to a rugby player. Granted, a rugby player that, you know... Fucking, you know, is known on the field to, you know, throw a few, but... I don't know. To me, this hurts Mark's Hunt's legacy, in my eyes at least. The man that I saw, you know, not walk off, knock off Stefan Strude and was a beast and an animal in pride, got knocked out by a rugby player that isn't that much younger than him. Really not. So... Yeah, that sucked. Um, and that's the same reason that Dana won't let a UFC fighter fight one of these Paul fucking knobs. Because this could happen. Everyone's going to punch his chance. Except for me. I don't, I, I'd fucking lose to everyone. <laughs> I, I'm never really a fighter. No. Like, if I had to, I had to. But it wasn't really my thing. So, 
Yeah. I don't I don't know what Mark's Hunt's legacy is now. And it's just sad. So I think that's <clears throat> done for MMA. And uh, today is the official start of the NBA season. I feel like what was I? I was in episode four or five when the pod when um of the podcast when the finals wrapped up. That has come around. It's been like a twelve-week, turn, a three-month turnaround. It's shocking. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of the mismatch. It's probably right now my favorite basketball podcast because it's a little bit funny and it's really informative. So with the NBA season starting today, I'm going to first off. You should go and listen to the mismatch. Because they know a lot more than what I'm about to say. I am essentially 85% repeating what they've said, plus my own knowledge of the game, which is decent. Um, I'm going to give you, if you're a gambling man like I am, where you should be putting your money for um, bets like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, all that kind of stuff. And we're going to do a super duper early predictions for the finals. So, enough of me blabbering and fucking stumbling over my words. MVP. If you were going to put money on it, the best bet you'd make right now would be KD from a financial point of view. You're gonna you're gonna get ten bucks. For every dollar you get put in on KD. And from the preseason games I've seen, he seems to be 90, 90, 90%, 95% the old KD. Obviously, time will tell. But if you get a 90, 95% KD, oh boy. <laughs> that's, that's trouble. That's trouble for a lot of teams. And then obviously the one everyone's front runner at the moment is probably Luca Dontich. Um, you're not going to get great deal, great odds on that. You're probably going to get four bucks, five bucks. You know, I don't see Giannis winning it again. Uh, I don't think AD and LeBron can win it if they both play on the same team because they'll cancel each other out. So if you're going to put money on it, put it on KD, put it on Luca. That's what I would say. Okay. Then we have... Do, 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 uh, six Man of the Year. I think this one's pretty easy. It'll, From what I'm hearing, Crystal Vert's going to come off the bench. And last year he was their best player. So if he comes off the bench... He will probably win six man of the year easy. And I think he's given I think you're getting like nineteen, twenty one dollars for him. So you should definitely take that shit up. Defensive player of the year, I think this one's pretty cut and dry. I think it's A D. You could say your dark horse is Giannis, but I don't see that. Um so 
Uh, most improved player. This is a really tough one. I can't give you just one. So I'm going to give you three, and you're going to have to make the choice. John, John Morant, Tyler Hero, Christian Wood. Christian Wood's the, the favourite at the moment. John Morant's, you know, the, the middle pick, and Tyler Hero's the outsider. If, you are, if I had to choose between one of those three, she is probably Christian Wood. Because I feel like Christian Wood's going to get a He's going to become the second option on the Rockets, and he may become the first if they eventually move away from James Harden. One of those three, you'll probably hit on one of them. Um, rookie of the Year, it's probably. Probably Lamella. Just because he's going to get a lot of ball. He's going to have a lot of bad games. He's going to have a lot of really good games. And he's going to... His highlights are just... He's going to have so many fucking highlights. It's not going to be funny. Uh, Dark Horse is probably Cole Anthony. Um, yeah. And then the finalists... I think it's safe to say it's probably the Lakers. Like, you know, that's probably not saying much. But, yeah. Dark Horse will probably be the Mavs or the Nuggets, but that's distant. Um, to come out of the East is a probably a lot tougher to pick. If we get that KD I was talking about, you'll probably get the Nets. And that'll be really fun to see. If you don't get that, then you're probably left with either the Bucks either get that monkey off their back and they make it, or it's the Heat again. So I'm not entirely. I think it's Nets Lakers, and that's my Super Bowl predictions. I look forward to listening to back this in like fucking six months and seeing how completely wrong and full of shit I was. So yeah, that's sports and combat sports wrapped up in a nice little neat little bow. And I'm excited to have basketball back, to be honest with you. I don't think it's fair on LeBron that he has to play three months after he won a title, but there was that or lose millions, hundreds and hundreds of million dollars for an organization, which, yeah, you can't do in a pandemic doesn't exactly work so yeah all right let's touch on some let's touch on some podcasting stuff on and this has to be mentioned separately from everything else well not from what when I do the podcast of the week awards so on episode 630 of rap there was a a situation we'll call it between one of the producers of the show Dylan and the guest little our sweet little tender boy or is being called online a faggot which is probably more apropos had a little bit of a meltdown he got his he got his panties in a bunch and he nearly quit 
chucked a tantrum, then he walked out. Um, you can find just this, I think it's a 20 minute clip on uh, Lewis's YouTube. Definitely check it out because it's fucking funny. And since then, he's been back on the show, obviously. He didn't quit. And he's apologized. And he's been a little bit more entertaining. I just want to say this. And I'll just, you know. I would stab my mother and any other family member I could in the back. I would stab my, you know, if I had one, I would stab my father in the I would stab my father repeatedly. I would stab Lewis's father repeatedly to get a job like that. Do you have any idea that what for people like me who listen to multiple hours a week and multiple shows a week on gas, how much I'd love that job? It's a dream job. And yeah, you get treated by shit. You get treated by shit by some of the funniest people in the world. Fuck yeah, man. Sign me up. Let's go. So, he came back and he apologized and, you know. Looking at, you know. Which was good of him and he's been a lot better but it has to be said like you are such a pussy I would fight you for that job and I would curb stomp you even though we just established I can't fight for shit I think I've had like a dozen fights in my life I think I've won two of them you know I always get my ass kicked so I have brain damage because I'm Mike Tyson so yeah Dylan if you hear this you won't but if you do well done on coming back well done being a man about it but you're still a little bitch. <laughs> you're still a little faggy little bitch. Alright. Oh yeah, I didn't even mention the Brendan Sharp thing. So it was a... So we'll have to backtrack this. So with the, um... The Jake Paul ambushing Dylan Dennis stuff. I have a really funny feeling that Brendan Sharp let that slip where they were doing it. Or maybe Jake knew. I don't know. I don't I don't listen to Brandon Sharp's podcast. I do have a little bit of taste. And he's I used to listen to his podcast a lot, but it's really bad right now. Especially with the whole fire and kid situation. And the bloke's got, you know, five podcasts and unlike Lewis's podcast, they're not any good. So I have a funny feeling that maybe Brandon may have done a bit of a bit of a snitch job to Jake just magically showed up when they were filming at the right time at the right place and it was funny that this you know former UFC heavyweight fighter didn't do anything I don't know almost like he knew it was going to happen trust me there's a lot if you're listening to this like I like Brandon Sharp Brandon Sharp's funny First off, please get your brain checked. For, please get yourself checked for Down syndrome. You may have an extra or you may not have enough chromosomes. Second of all, there are so many better podcasts to listen to if you like combat sports. I've mentioned a few of them on the pod, you know. Once again, Believe You and Me with Michael Bisping and Luis Gomez. Luis J. Gomez. You know, um, Morning Combat 
with Luke Thompson is a good one. Anything child Sutherland touches. You know, Joe Rogan, when he does his occasional MMA podcast. Don't, don't listen to Brandon Sharp. Nine time, I've listened to his podcast. He's wrong a lot of time because he has cost me a lot of money. Because I'm like, well, this guy knows fighting. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. Okay. Fuck, we fucking smashed all the topics I had today. I am thoroughly shocked and impressed. Hmm. Um. Also, I wasn't going to mention this, but considering we're so far ahead on time, I am considering entering the Winter Olympics on Legion Escape. Haven't done it, been pretty busy with work and Christmas and stuff. And I think I've only got four days to do it. I may try, I may attempt to do it tomorrow. I would like to enter it, not to, because I'm not gonna go to New York and fucking, you know, actually complete. I'd like to just send a fucking gag thing in. Um, but it'd be funny. And on Legion this week, they, um, fucking, they had a bunch of the, um, contestants, um, they watched a bunch of their entry videos. And I'm a bloke who records a podcast in his living room on a table, and my audio is better than 90% of them. And I was shocked by that. So you never know. I might do it. I might not. I don't know. I'm a busy man. I'm sitting here making a podcast for, if I'm lucky, half a dozen people listen to. <laughs> you never know. That's what I mentioned. All right. Let's do fucking the Lewis J. Gomez Awards for Podcast of the Week and let's get out of here. So many podcasts this week. I, I, obviously, it's been fucking 10 days since I last recorded my last podcast. Hold on. What's that? Oh, breaking news. Eight cases, eight new cases of COVID in New South Wales. If you're America, you're like, oh, that must be pretty good. A week ago, we had none. <laughs> and it looks like Christmas in New South Wales is fucked. There you go. Breaking news on the DUT. Jeez. I would not want to live in New South Wales right now. So yeah, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Pot of the week. So many. I've listened to so many podcasts in the last 10 days. It's ridiculous. I just want to preface this right now. If you haven't, you should go and listen to every episode. And I mean every episode of the Real Ass Podcast. Um, no need for apologies. And fucking, there was another one, I can't remember the name of it. But you should be, you should be listening to those shows anyway. But that, oh, and High Society Radio, thank you. I'm, I'm starting to really deep High Society Radio. And that is my number f 
my number five. No, is it? No, it's my number four. But number five is another gas digital podcast, and that is the thing is, ding. Um, obviously, I, I wonder who the guest is, Josh. You, you you barely listen. You never listen to that show. I wonder who the guest was. Well, obviously, it was Louis J. Motherfucking Gomez. And it was a great podcast. Because it had Louis J. Gomez on it. And fuck you, Dylan. I'd kill for a boss like that. Who tells me I'm a fucking retard and I should fucking kill myself. <laughs> yes, uh, that was a great podcast. Um... It was real. I think the main thing that was good about it was you learnt a tiny tidbit of information about it as to why Lewis has stopped drinking and doing drugs. It's a, it, apparently he had a really disgusting threesome two weeks ago. No one knows who with. There's speculation, obviously. Um, two dirty meth, two dirty meth hookers and may have contracted AIDS. He may have had sex with his best friend Big Joe Oakerson and his wife and Big Joe's wife. He may have had sex with Zakamiko and if you know what Zakamiko looks like, the idea of a threesome with him may make you not want to eat anything ever again. It's yeah. We're not entirely sure who We've got ideas. Like I said, those are probably the main ones at the moment. I I I uh I did I saw someone put up fucking something in the Legion Sense group. A lot of things were mentioned. Uh Kieran Feehan and her dog was a good one. Obviously the three I just mentioned. Uh two homeless chicks. Harrington and a homeless chick, so two homeless chicks. Um, Dylan and a transvestite. So, two transvestites. I'm funny. <laughs> I'm fucking... Oh, fuck, I'm starting to hit the wall. So yeah, check it out. It was very funny. Um, yeah. Number four was High Society Radio. Episode 441. And this episode was called, and I'm trying to remember the name, it was Sissy Hypno Kink. So, another thing I didn't mention in um, current events was Pornhub decided to remove 7 to 8 million of their videos. I'm sure a lot of the male listeners, which is all of them, didn't know this. It's very sad. Um, Pornhub's fucked. <laughs> There's about 2 million videos. And they've gotten rid of all the good ones. And when I say good ones, I don't mean the fucking revenge fucking porn. Or apparently there was fucking child porn on there. I've never run into child porn on Pornhub. I've never run into child porn at all online. I think that's one of those things you have to search for. Really, really fucking hard. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe I'm a lucky one. Like I've never seen child porn on a fucking a, a porn site like that. But the other idea that High Society, uh, Chris from Brooklyn, and High Society Radio played with that maybe this is 
Pornhub's like excuse to go legit. Maybe to veer away from porn and go more into mainstream stuff. It's a possibility. You know, maybe turn it into a YouTube where you can see pussy and dick. I don't know. And this was the excuse they were looking to to get rid of. And they didn't. They really they removed a lot of amateur stuff. Pretty much, if you weren't partnered with Pornhub or you didn't have a little tick, your shit's gone. So yeah, I since that night, and I've tried to use Pornhub. I can't. It's just. I removed 80% of the videos that I had fucking checkmarked. So, I'm very sad. I'm sure a lot of you are very sad too. So, High Society Radio touched on this. Apparently there's something called sissy hypnoporn and bimbification porn and, and, and something called dr fucking drone porn. Or dronification. Some really fucking weird shit, man. So yeah, that's all gone. And yeah, there's a lot of other stuff. You know, they talk. Everyone's talking about the Jake Paul thing, obviously. Yeah, and a bunch of other stuff. But check out their stuff. Check out the episode they did before that too. I can't remember the name of it, but that was very funny. Also, I'm starting to really dig their shit. So episode three was insufficient fun with Andy Feeney and Kieran Feehan on the Real Ass Podcast. It was very funny. What do you want me to say? Every every week I listen to their podcast and at least two of them I thoroughly enjoy and laugh out loud at work and get in trouble. What do you want? That's yeah. <laughs> uh, number two was the. Um, podcast with the Dylan situation was can I get a taste with Dalton and some pretty hot chick that used to smash fucking Kurt fucking Kurt fucking I can't remember his last name is it Kurt Meltzer yeah something like that she was fucking she would have got it some sexy fucking push very funny podcast never heard as Dalton kid but very funny and I look forward to seeing him on the podcast again because it was highly entertaining. And number one, maybe he's a bit of a funny one. I don't know. You tell me. Was Skeptic Take episode four ten with I don't know um, what's the guy? I don't know what the, really the guy's name is. I've never heard of him. Uh, Joey John J J Joe Rogue Rogan Rogan Rogan. Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Here's why this podcast is number one. One, I'm still listening to it. It's taking me a week to get through it because it's a four and a half hour podcast. Two, it's two podcasts in one. It's one with Joe Rogan. So they talk about cars and comedy and they touch on a little, you know, a few Joe Rogan things. And then it's with Ryan O'Neill. And they're talking about two things. So I've listened to the whole, I've listened to part one of the Ryan O'Neill one. I've listened to the whole of Joe Rogan one. And I've got about 45 minutes to an hour left with the second part being with Ryan O'Neill. 
it's three very funny people. One could say, you know, fucking. How do you say it without a fucking sound like you're trying to lick Joe Rogan's ass? You know, the man of podcasting right now. He's not the pod father, as we've established last week. But if you were going to do a Mount Rushmore podcast, he would be one of them. You know, him, Adam Curry would be one. That would be one and two for me personally. Jeez, fuck it, I'd put Lewis there too. Fuck it. So yeah, it's a very good podcast. If you like cars, you'll probably like it a bit more than me. I'm not a big fan of cars. I just like things that go fast. And yeah. And on that note, I think that's where we call it a day. Obviously, the next time you hear from me will probably be after Christmas. Maybe after New Year's. It may be after Easter. You never know. Life's a funny thing. But, in that case, be sure to follow me on Twitter at DownUnderCast7. Be sure to make sure you subscribe here. Leave a positive or negative review. Preferably negative, because they're more fun to read. Go on there and tell me I'm a piece of shit and I suck and I should kill myself. Because, fuck it, why not? It's Christmas. Suicide rates go up in Christmas. I I can be a number, but I can be a high number. And be sure to tell a friend, a family member, or the guy around the corner that you think's going to kill himself any day now. And on that note, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas again. Be safe. Stay safe. And enjoy getting fat, drinking, and spending time with family members you see once every six months. Tally-ho!
get hauled on. <laughs> barrel one, set your motherfucking head. Yeah. Barrel two, set your fucking heart out your chest. You see you quick to lift the hammer, go click on my tech nine. So if you try to wreck mine, fool it's your bedtime. Feel the blast from the chocolate bomber. Infrared and got your head like your name was Sarah Connor. Decapitation, I ain't hesitating to put you in a funeral home with a bullet in your dome. I'm hot like lava. You got a problem? I got a problem solver. And his name is Revolver. It's like a deadly game of freeze tag. I touch you with the phony for mag and you're frozen inside a body bag. Nobody iller than his graveyard filler, cap pillar. Cause I'm a natural born killer. I'm not the gate on the perilla. A 